0: Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast and signature programs, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. All right, guys, Welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be episode 191, and I am here with an update. So in the last episode, if you haven't heard, go back and take a listen. I shared with you that I was just fed up with weight loss. I was fed up with the way I was feeling. I was fed up with the constant sacrifice and, you know, mediocre to zero results i mean we were seeing the scale no matter how much i'm sacrificing you know saying no cutting back planning whatever the results on the scale and the results in my body are not yielding the type of action that i've had to take so i knew that it was time for a medical intervention so i wanted that's why this podcast is like a little bit later um recorded than i would like in the week however I wanted to get through all of my doctor's appointments first before I came back and gave you an update. And things have just been a little wonky this week. Sick kids. I telling you with these germs, I just cannot. So anyway, here we are. So what I decided to do is I am going to a medical weight loss clinic because I wanted to get help with my journey. No matter what I do, no matter what I try, no matter what I cut back on, no matter what I portion size, no matter what, whatever it is, the weight isn't coming off or it's coming off. Two pounds come off here, you know, three pounds come back on next week. And it's like, it was just maddening behavior and I'm done. So whether, like I said before, whether this is like a mix of age, hormones. I think there's some insulin resistance possibly going on as well. It's just the perfect shitstorm, storm. And this is where I am. So I had my appointment and I was expressing all of my concerns. And it's so funny because when I went in, one of my goals was to discuss um the semaglutide injections to see if that would be a good fit for me. And as I'm telling the provider everything that's going on and what I'm feeling, she's like, "Well, have you thought about this? I think you'd be a good candidate." And I'm like, "Well, that's funny because that's exactly what I was hoping to do." So, I did start on the semaglutide injections. So for those of you that don't know what that is, It is the active ingredient that is in the weight loss injections that you've heard of Wagovi and um, Ozempic. Ozempic was created for type 2 diabetes. Wagovi is basically the same thing, but it was marketed towards weight loss. Now, the reason why I did not go to a doctor and just get them to write a prescription for this, because I'm doing something a little bit different. This is through a compounding pharmacy, so we can get into that, but... The reason for that is, even with my insurance, this medication was going to cost me $750 a month. That is with the insurance. Without the insurance, I wanna say it was like $1,200. That is pretty standard across the board. That is a whole other issue in and of itself. How insurance companies are making it extremely difficult for people who struggle with obesity, who struggle with their weight, to have easy access to these drugs. And what's funny to me is now I saw an article this week where the FDA is suing these pharmacies who are compounding the ingredient semaglutide. It's like, well, if you if if that makes you so angry, then stop trying to gatekeep this. Prescription drug that is actually showing amazing results for people. It is not just about weight loss, it is helping people with their type 2 diabetes, with their, you know, different medical conditions. It's an amazing thing. So, in the past, when I've done weight loss clinic, um, I have taken fentermine before. And I personally always liked how I felt on Phentermine because I felt like it gave me a lot of energy. I don't like that it's a stimulant. And something I haven't shared publicly because I wanted to get this squared away first. And I was having my own problems kind of accepting that this might even be true. But when I went to the urgent care a few months ago for an ear infection when I was sick, The doctor said to me, hey, has anyone ever told you you have a heart murmur? And I'm like, no, I've never been told that in my life. What are you talking about? She's like, I suggest you follow up with your primary care um, just to make sure everything's okay. It's probably nothing, this and that. So this is like in March. I actually sat on that news for a couple weeks because I was kind of in denial, didn't want to face it. And then I decided you... You can't do that. You have children. You have to take care of yourself and figure out what's going on. And plus, there's some heart stuff, history things in my family that kind of scare me enough to be like, okay, let's get this all checked out. Let's get all the testing. Let's go to all the cardiologists. Let's just rule everything out. So getting on something like fentermine right now would not be a good idea until I know exactly what's going on with my heart because... Phentermine is a stimulant, it can give you heart palpitations, and we just don't need that right now. So that is not something I'm taking, Um, I know a lot of times when you go to the weight loss clinics, that's something that you normally will get. However, right now, the big news is semaglutide. Again, semaglutide is the active ingredient in the brand name weight loss injections, Wagovi and um, Ozempic. So that is what I decided to go with. And so... I got my first injection a week ago. So as I'm recording this, it's Friday, June 23rd. I did my first injection last Friday. Excuse me. And um, I'm going to just share with you kind of what I have experienced so far, like some of the symptoms, what I'm thinking, and where this this is going to go heading forward. So... Let's just get into the number piece of things first, okay? So I am starting on the low dose of semaglutide. There's I think I'm at point yeah, point 25 and then it goes up and up. So you kind of as your body gets used to it, you increase the dose and just see where you go from there. So right now we're on the low dose, we're seeing how things are going. And last Friday when I got on the scale, I was 234 you guys. So again, the scale, I think from when I talked to you last, and I have been dying to share this update with you, it's just been so hard to get a chance to record. So I've just been dying to tell you what's been going on. All right. So last Friday, was that the 16th? Yeah, the 16th. I was 234. And this is what I'm talking with these fluctuations. So on the 16th, I was 234. On the 12th, I was 232. And this is the big piece of it. Why I cannot continue to do this unassisted because there is something that is not working in my body to allow me to release this weight, and it's like a constant twenty four seven obsession. So let me let me just share where I'm at today. So right now, as of this recording, Friday, June twenty third, my weigh in was two twenty eight point nine. So we are down six pounds in a week. Okay. I will share with you that this week, here's what I didn't do. I tracked nothing. I planned nothing. I meal prepped nothing. I just lived my life. And while there were time, and I wish I would have like journaled every day to keep track of things, while there were times where I felt like um, it wasn't I'm like, oh, is this really working? Is this is is this placebo? Here's the truth. I don't care if it's placebo or if it's a real effect. I don't give a shit. Like, I just want it to work. But there were times where I'm like, is this working? I don't know. Like, I feel like I should be less hungry. But then when I look at the bigger picture, a lot of the times I was throwing away like a quarter of my food. And I know that may not seem like a lot, but when you've been overeating and you've been over-serving yourself, that starts to add up over time when you are cutting back a quarter here, a quarter there. And I also have found, like, I'm just not interested. Like, I'm, and it's a very subtle change. I'm not going to say it was like this magic moment this magic solution that as soon as I took the injection like you know all of a sudden I don't care about food and I'm having smaller portions that was not the case at all but it's been very subtle to where like Frank will ask me like what do you want to eat And I'm like I I don't know you decide I just don't care like I have zero appetite I have found that so number one I'm definitely not finishing everything on my plate. Sometimes I do, okay, but a lot of the times I'm not. The second thing is I haven't been thinking about food as much. Um, and, and that's been really nice because that was one of the things too where I just felt like all of this insanity in my brain was just consuming all of my thoughts. And this week has been interesting because both kids were sick. Kat was home from school the entire week. And, you know, it was one of those weeks where I was running on zero sleep for the most part. Because when Javi gets sick and he gets congested, the boy doesn't sleep. He'll sleep for an hour and then he wakes up crying. Then he goes back to sleep for two hours. And it's just, there was a couple days where I got like two or three hours of sleep. So... It was nice to not have to worry so much about the food this week, where, you know, I have like, and that's what I shared in last week's episode, like the whole pie chart syndrome where I have enough going on. i I'm tired of having this take up so much headspace. So it's been very subtle. The first couple of days, so I did it on a Friday, had it over the weekend. The first couple of days, I did have a little bit of nausea, um a little bit of just like feeling so full that I could not finish my food and so that was really nice to be able to do that and so obviously, something is working um we're down six pounds this week, and I don't know. We're going to see where things go from here. So today, so I go in weekly to have the injection. So when you go through a compounding pharmacy, which is what I'm doing through my weight loss clinic, um, you don't inject yourself. Like when you get the prescriptions, you typically have that, like the pen injector and you do it yourself at home with these, you go in once a week, pick the same day of the week and they do the injections for you, which I actually prefer. So I had my second injection today. And the other thing that I'm doing in addition to that is I'm doing B12 injections as well. So I definitely need the energy, need all those things. And um, yeah, you guys, so, so that's the semaglutide. That's the journey that I'm on right now. We're going to keep with it. And another thing that I had done before I could have all this is I had blood work done. And I was feeling very excited about something. So you know how I always tell you how the scale is only like one piece of the puzzle. It's one data piece in your entire health weight loss journey. So I'm going to share with you that last year, and let me just pull this up. So I am giving you, I'm giving you the, the real tea here. I'm not just making stuff up out of my head. Cause you know how you like think you remember, but you don't remember. All right, hang on. All right. So I had a full workup all the testing, all the blood tests. And can I tell you something? All right, so last year, when I had my blood work done in April, first off, all, I have never had high cholesterol up until this point, okay? I had never, even at my highest weights pre-pregnancy, I never had any type of cholesterol problems, any of that. So last year, I had my cholesterol tested in April, And my triglycerides, you guys, were 324. When I tell you, I about fell out when I saw that number. Because I'm like, okay, I know I've gained some weight from the pregnancy and all of that. But it's like, holy crap. So I did not get on any type of cholesterol medication at all. Um, When I had my triglycerides tested a week ago, they are 123. 123. Just to put it in perspective, for those of you that don't know, a healthy range is between 40 to 150. Last year, I was more than double the healthy range of triglycerides. And this is the fatty substance that like goes in your bloodstream, extremely dangerous. And then especially knowing, oh, by the way, you have a heart murmur. Like, okay. So in a year, I got that down to 123, which is in a healthy range. That is a huge non-scale victory, and I want to share that with you because, again, the number on the scale, as you guys are here riding it out on, with me in this journey, and you're seeing that for the last two months, I've had this constant weight loss, weight like gain and lose, gain and lose. Like I've been going back and forth with the same 10 pounds, and when you're going through that, it feels like that is... The like, that's your journey that everything else you've done up until this point doesn't matter because, oh my God, I'm gaining and losing the same 10 pounds. But it's like, you also have to look at what else in your life is different. And when I look at the numbers and my blood work, that is amazing. Um, Another one was, what was it? Just my overall cholesterol, all my cholesterol numbers. That was the most drastic but all of my cholesterol numbers a year ago were elevated and not in the correct range. And this time around, every single number is in the green. It is in range. It's where it's supposed to be. So I just feel really good about that. I also saw that my a one C came down, not much, but it came down. So I'm just, you know, you got to take care of your body. And taking care of your body is so much more than the weight loss, right? And there is a huge vulnerability in taking care of your body. You know, making that appointment to have your heart monitored takes vulnerability because you're going to have to face something that you may not want to hear. But if you don't hear what it is, then you can't do anything about it, right? Scheduling the mammogram that you've been putting off takes some vulnerability to have that scheduled. But there's so many technology advances and medicines right now that if we would be proactive and we would take care of our bodies and we would put ourselves first in that, in that sense, then there's ways that we can, you know, proactively prevent, prevent things or treat things. And so... That's where I'm at. So for me, and this has always kind of been the case in the last few years, it's like, it's not just about weight for me anymore. It's not just about looking sexy or cute or fitting into a certain size. It's also about my health. And that has never been more important to me in any other time than it is now that I'm a mom and I have two little kids that depend on me, that need me and not just need me at the bare minimum They need me to operate at a high level. They need me to operate at a high energy to where, you know, I can be there with them, but also, you know, be a role model to them and inspire them and be fun and just, you know, carefree and energetic and all of those things. So please, this is your warning sign to go schedule your labs Don't just rely on the scale. And also think about this too. There are people who are healthy weights, right? They're, you know, they're in the healthy weight range. They're not overweight. They've never dealt with obesity a day in their life. And they are a walking heart attack. Their triglycerides are off the chart. Their cholesterol is super high. Their A1C is through the roof. And they have no idea because for a lot of people, for our society, honestly, it's like been drilled into our heads that weight is the only indicator of health. And that is nonsense. It is one piece of the pie that does not tell the whole picture. So even though it has felt like a lot of just maintaining the same weight over time, a lot of losing and gaining, you know, the same five to 10 pounds, even though that's been going on for me, in the midst of all the chaos in the last two years, I have brought my levels down significantly, okay? And so I feel really, really good about that. And so this is the focus. The focus is on, you know, and the more I get the extra weight off, the better my numbers will be, the better my A1C will be, the better everything all around, the way I feel, the way I look, all of it becomes better and if you need that extra boost stop shaming yourself or allowing other people to shame you or guilt you or make you feel like oh well you're just doing the you're doing the easy way out uh uh mm no let me tell you something i don't care if you lose weight with weight watchers counting calories gastric sleeve uh fentermine um uh, semaglutide injections, or you go cold turkey or whatever it is that you do. There is no easy way out of a weight loss journey. There is no easy way out because at the end of the day, whether you got your stomach shrunk, whether you shrunk your stomach, or you take an injection, or you go, you know, you're counting points and just counting points without any other assistance, you still have to learn how to speak to yourself. You still have to learn how to lose the emotional weight that's holding you back. You still have to learn how to eat the right amount of portions. You still have to learn how to not use food as a coping mechanism because you just do like all of those things can be an assistant in the process but they will not eliminate the whole process. So whenever someone tells you, oh, well, you're just taking the easy way out or you're doing it this way. And well, if, you know, it's like, Slow clap for you because you sat there and sacrificed and you think everyone else should do it that way. Or slow clap for you because you were able to eat less and move more and the weight just came off of you. That is not the case for every single person. If all it took for me to lose weight was to eat less and move more, I wouldn't have been in this journey for my entire life. If, it, if that was the case, I wouldn't have to be on this journey until the day I die, but I do. So for every person out there, understand that eat less, move more is not always the simple answer. You know, at a very high level, that's how weight comes off, right? We move more than we consume and burn calories and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes... There's something wrong emotionally or physically or both that is preventing that weight from being able to come off. And so you do what you have to do. But what I will always caution everyone in the process is don't allow the tool, a.k.a. in this case, the semaglutide, the injection, do not allow the tool To be like the all the almighty, right? It cannot be the almighty because if you do that, you will not learn how to eat differently, you will not learn how to speak differently, you will not learn how to change and redirect your thoughts and feelings about food and about yourself, right? So, use that tool while also working on, like, for example, in the Ears This Will You framework, like learning how to break the rules, redirecting the thoughts that come to you, you know, ending the inner fat bitch chatter that's going on in your head, working on your confidence, getting your glam on, being in the moment, all of those things are critical and crucial to this journey. This journey Again, it's not just what the number on the scale says, and it's not just about, well, I'm going to just take an injection and hope for the best. Like, if that's how you go into it, I wish you the best of luck. Because even if you're on these injections, it's not a magical solution. It's not like every single thought about food that I've ever had just stopped this week. That didn't happen. You know, there's been... I would say there's been a big improvement, there's been some relief, but you can't just rely on that, on that one tool, on that one thing. Okay, all right, so um, like I said, this is going to be me going into week two with semaglutide and I will keep you guys posted on how it's going. If you're interested or you want to know more, please message me over on Instagram at irresistible icing and I can definitely maybe share some more of this over on my stories as well. As far as the injection itself, doesn't hurt, no different than any other injection. I do get him in my stomach. They say that that's the best place to do it. I don't know. The doctor also prescribed me Zofran to take just to kind of be proactive because some of the side effects include um, nausea, vomiting. I have not had any vomiting. I have had a little bit of nausea here and there and just a feeling of being really full at times. Like even right now, Um, you know, we're pushing dinner time here. I'm, I'm recording this kind of late and I'm not really hungry. And so the other thing about that too, if you go on this journey as well and you find that you don't have an appetite, you got to be careful with that too. And I think this is where the self love and the thought work stuff really plays a part because, I don't want anyone to get into a journey like this and become disordered and they're eating because you could get on this. Oh, I don't have an appetite. I'm not going to eat. And I'm like excited about that. And it's like, no, if you don't eat, you're also not going to have good results either. You're probably not going to lose weight and you're doing a lot of damage to your body. So again, the way I see semaglutide and these weight loss injections is this, this is a tool that is allowing my brain and my stomach to shut up and not be so focused and obsessed about what am I going to eat today? Did I plan all my meals today? Have I tracked all my food? Am I within my points? Can I have this? Oh my God, should I eat this? Oh, I don't know if I eat this, I'm going to gain five pounds. If I don't eat this, like it turns off all of the nonsense while also doing something physically to my stomach and my body to where I don't need as much and that's a miracle it truly is and I have told you guys before how one of my habits that I've had to learn how to break and I'm working on this for some reason you know I think it goes back to like when you're in school and you would study and you just want to like eat while you're studying and stuff when I'm working especially like editing or writing and you know doing the content creation stuff I want to have something like munching. I don't know what that is. And so I've just noticed lately, like I had some uh, chocolate covered cashews. I don't want them. Like I would eat a couple of them and I just kind of feel like, like this is too sweet. It's good. I'm done. We're out of here. So I'm going to keep riding this wave and see how things go this week as well and I'll come back next week and I will fill you guys in on my results. So I'm excited for it. When we talk about 10, 10 pounds, 10 times for now, we're back in the 220s. We're back in that 220 decade. It took me a month to get back here, but I'm here. So take that as a sign that you can't give up. The only way that you're giving up and starting over is if you decide I'm done. I'm, I'm going to throw in the towel. That's the only way. And what diet culture used to teach me was that every time I mess up, every time I have an overeat, every time I gain, I have stopped my journey and I have to start over. And that is simply not the case, right? I always tell you guys, it's like being on a road trip. And if I'm on a road trip and I blow a flat tire on the road And now I have to go to, you know, we're chugging along. We're doing good. We're, you know, hitting time and everything. And now I have to go to the shop and have that tire replaced. And it's going to take until tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Am I going to just say, well, all right, now I better get an airline ticket and fly my ass home because it's over. Journey's done. We're done. We're done here, y'all. Like, no, like you get the tire fixed. You get it put back on the car, and you get your ass back on the road. And you might have another flat tire. You might have a car accident. You might have something happen. But nowhere in that road trip across the country are you saying, well, we better turn around and go back home now because this is crap. No. No, 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 So, yeah, I um, I'm excited to see where this goes. And, you know, again... Just a little disclaimer. Obviously, I'm not a medical provider. This is just my experience with this particular um, injection prescription. So, do your own research. That is what I did. I did a ton of research, I did a ton of Googling and um, reading, you know, medical advice and articles and just so many different things and talking with the healthcare provider. And not only that, um, I also had my. Um, I'm getting sidetracked here. I had my medical weight loss appointment, and then I also had my, um med- oh my God, primary care appointment. I couldn't think of what I was trying to say. I don't have a primary care physician. I see my OBGYN every year. That's kind of just been, you know, what I've considered. But I wanted to have established care with a primary care doctor. Just, you know, it's a good thing to have. And so I had that appointment this week as well. And we went through all my history, all my concerns. I love her. I found like the best provider. And she was had nothing but good things to say about semaglutide. She's also done it herself and had good results. And so, you know, coming from the medical community, this is not just some fly-by-night you know, crazy weight loss drug that's mixed with crack or what, you know, remember that that crazy shit back in the 90s, the FinFin and all that. Like, it's not a stimulant. It's not this crazy stuff. This is giving people their life back. This is giving people real results. And I saw a statistic where it said the percentage of weight that people are able to lose is comparable to gastric sleeve surgery. That's crazy. That is huge. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, that's huge. So not only that, because it was originally created for type two diabetes, if you have high glucose or you're pre-diabetic or type two, this is only going to help your numbers. Like I was like right on the border with my A1C, um, last year, you guys, I was actually like point one over the limit of like what they consider pre-diabetic. I am now under that window and I want to get further under that window and this will only help me get there. So I really think I've had some insulin resistance going on. You know, I tell you guys and you can go and watch all my episodes to see where this journey has taken me, but you start with tracking. You start with you know, before you just say nothing is working, you start tracking everything you're eating and everything you're doing and you see where you can make tweaks and you keep doing that. And if you find that things just aren't moving, things like I felt defeated. I just felt awful um, in so many different ways and I knew that I needed some help. And so don't be afraid to do that. Let me know what questions you have. I will be back next week with an update on how things are going. I will share that with you all. Until the next time, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.